Okay. I will slate everything in again. All right. Okay. Can, can, can. Have, uh, okay. Can, can, can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Three, two, one, go. Welcome to Lion City Rock Podcast. Yes, hey. another exciting episode, and you know they're all exciting, but you know <laughs> it's going to be another exciting one. And uh, today is really an episode whereby we're going to prove to you that we're not old farts that we're stuck in the past, <laughs> right? And we've got, we've oh. got, you know, with nothing, nothing relevant to say, right? So yeah, so please, please, right? Don't despair, right? Here I am, Kevin Matthews, <laughs> with my my partner in crime, my forget his name I'm so senile I'm fucking forgetting his name now oh man come on it's Chris it's Chris yeah it's Chris Toe with, with us in the house as well <laughs> right so we're going to be talking to to someone who's actually not not even no, wouldn't, wasn't even born when the, the, the 90s music scene was around but someone who's really really we've been wanting to talk to for some time uh, you know to get get his his amazing take on what's happening in the music local music mm. scene here and now and of course mm-hmm, I'm talking mm-hmm. to Talking about Isaac, Isaac Chu. Yay! That is me. Hi, Isaac. Thank you, thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. Right. Uh, we were talking about our favorite music. I still remember you mentioning the Stooges, Iggy and the Stooges, and Iggy. I almost wow. kind of jaw dropped, literally jaw dropped, almost painted. And I was thinking, what's a 16, 17-year-old doing talking about Stooges, right? So, yeah, so how, how, did, that, how did that happen? Uh, well, thanks to the power of the internet, um, <laughs> you know, I, I get to really explore, and everyone gets to explore like, all kinds of music from everywhere thanks to the internet. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, 90s grunge, early 2000s indie rock. So uh, those bands like uh, the White Stripes, even Nirvana mm. kind of like an ancestry that run, run through to the Stooges. Even if they were not directly inspired by the Stooges, they would be inspired by something that was inspired by the Stooges. So mm. I kind of found my way down that rabbit hole. Uh, discovered Raw Power, which was like, like so visceral. And, and like, you know, it's so fresh. Like, you know, even though it's a fucking old record, but like yeah. uh, for my 17 year old years, it was very <laughs> exciting. Um and, and then that's kind of how I got to Stooges and that was what I was into then when I was 17 so five years ago now a Stooges documentary oh I remember that yeah as I walked in I heard someone say Hey, look, Kevin Matthews just walked in. <laughs> and I think it was you. <laughs> oh, that's me, yeah. <laughs> I, I went, I went with my, bud, my school buddy, Justin. <laughs> so, like, uh, Justin's this quiet kid in school. I invited him over. Then, like, uh, yeah, then, then uh, the lady was confused because, like, 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 you know, like, she, she said I could bring a plus one or some shit or something. Okay. So, I was like, oh, yeah, my plus one is my buddy, Justin. Then, she, then I think she's expecting a girl or something. Uh. So when he, <laughs> then then she was like, "Hi, uh, oh, is this your plus one?" It's like you know, like like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she thought she thought I was gay, la, Which is like, which is like, which is cool. But like, it's like, why why is such a big deal? Say even if I was gay, I bring my yeah. bring my boyfriend. And uh, why why are you so shocked, man? <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. You know. Course. So. Uh, that's quite there that was a weird reaction from the, the ticketing lady. <laughs> I enjoy the documentary though. Okay, okay. Yeah, so so I think kind of need we need to know really about you know why music, you know. So like that's always the question that we ask. Uh you know, how did you get started uh, with music? Uh I mean there are you know a million things you could be interested in. Why music? Uh well, music for me was uh when I was in secondary school, I did secondary school in KL. So when I was in secondary school, 
my school had a battle of the bands competition. And uh, I thought, you know, I was 13, 14, I thought, what better way to make new friends, to be popular, <laughs> to, to get girls to like me, uh, than oh, yeah. <laughs> being in a band, doing a battle of the band. So uh, I started out then, formed a shitty high school band, you know, like, as, as you do. <laughs> and then uh, kind of like, I didn't expect it to kind of just like spiral from there. I just went down a rabbit hole, like explore and, and, and uh, kind of fall in love with uh, making music, writing music. Yeah. So, so what was the, what were, what were the songs that you were playing? No. Hmm. <laughs> A lot of like the, that, like, you know, like early 2010s then, right. Was the kind of like all those like indie rock bands, uh, huh? like Temper, Te- Te- Temper Trap. Uh, oh, there was wow. this, this UK band called uh, Spectre, which I really like. Yes, uh, yes. Then um, Spectre, wow, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love the Strokes, lah. So <laughs> I, I, that was like one of my my formative bands. Uh, the Strokes are the first band that made me go like, mm-hmm. oh damn, I actually want to write my own songs. I understand how this works now. Right. Uh, that was the Strokes for me. So I was it was mainly stuff like that and nineties brunch and uh. A bit of pop punk, but I, I wasn't into pop punk. Like, uh, but my friends were so like we played some Green Day. Oh, I mean Green Day is still kind of slaps, you know. I still think mm. they got they got bangers. And that was fun to play. Uh, then I got into like Nirvana, Soundgarden. But okay. my fingers like last time I don't know like cannot play Soundgarden too hard, <laughs> so play Nirvana, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, so the, those were like the kind of stuff like I, I got started with playing, uh, you know, then uh, amongst like all the pop music that was out there, like Bruno Mars, whatever, then I would learn that as well. Yeah. I mean, like it, in that sense, and like this was, this was, uh, you started, play, I mean, you learned by yourself how to play, or did you go, did you like get taught uh, music and stuff like that? I started myself a bit. Then okay. my mom sent me for some guitar classes uh, at some uh, Bentley Music in KL. Okay. So that one <laughs> okay. was just like your normal like guitar class. Lah. Then my teacher teach me how to play uh, the strokes, teach me pentatonic scale <laughs> and teach me uh, whatever. <laughs> lah, you know? So I, I, the basics I kind of got from him. Uh, my right. guitar teacher's name was Momo. He's a cheese. He was a... Uh, he was a metal guy that converted into a jazz guy. So like, wow. he was into all the extreme metal, like Dragon Force, whatever. Wow, then okay, he okay. kind of like got into jazz. When, and when I met him, he was in his jazz phase. I don't know what he's doing now, but I hope he's doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so um, you, you mentioned KL. So you were in KL at this, this time. Um, were you studying there? Yeah, secondary school. Oh, okay. my dad, my dad got a job offer. Right. A good job offer in KL and the mm. company offered to pay for like international school in KL. So okay. we all went over there and had a good time for four years. Like I was like, you know, like live like kings because everything <laughs> there, like, you know, you're earning Singapore currency. Right, oh, right, 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 right. Those, uh, yeah, I was like a rich kid. Rich, rich <laughs> so do you get nice. to watch any, any shows there? Do you get to watch any shows there? No, because uh, I was young, parents mm. protective, and KL was dangerous, man. You <laughs> know, like, mm. uh, so I only went for a few open mics and a few small gigs. Uh, like very, like even less than like I can count on my hand. Wow. Uh, okay. Like after I finished school, mm. right? Uh, when I was fifteen ish, fifteen sixteen ish. Mm. Yeah, so that's, okay. yeah, that's done my, yeah, done my O level equivalent. Then I was like, fuck, okay. I explore. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I played a few open mics with my high school band there yeah. mm. and then moved back to the great Singapore. <laughs> uh, so, so, so when you came back to Singapore, this was around what, 2015, 2016? 20, late 2015, early 2016. Yeah, okay. that's when I was back. Okay. So, okay. so then how did you kind of get plugged into the scene at a time? So I, I didn't get plugged into the scene plugged in into the scene immediately because I mean it was quite a process I mean, for mm. me to kind of like explore and fall into it. Mm. Uh, started with open mics, I just took my acoustic guitar around so uh, okay. play, you know. <laughs> so stuff like the diary yeah. session, stuff like Mike Spinks, whatever open mic, you know. Mm. And, right. uh, yeah, those weren't great. I, I was a good performer, but it's okay. okay. I had a lot of heart, you know, I put I just 
Like I remember I scrum until like my fingers bleed and the blood wow. goes like the guitar kind. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because wow. I scrum very hard. Because <laughs> uh, rock and roll, right? Yeah, so, man, that, that, that's true rock and roll spirit, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I did. Uh but over time kind of got more plugged in by like, you know, discovering the bands that I like, going for the underground shows, talking to mm. people, thing, uh, talking to people, probably the most important thing you can do <laughs> to uh kind of yes. you know, plant your feet into something and learn. Just learn, like, you know, everything was was like me discovering, like, oh, wow, you can do this here. Wow, this is cool. I love music. Wow. You know, like, for, for a few years. Yeah. So, 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 so what are the shows that you remember or what are the bands do you remember from, from those days that stood out to you? I mean, um, open mics wise, like, quite forgettable because, like, everyone, almost everyone sucks, you know? <laughs> and <there's>, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost like, almost, like you know, almost, not yeah. like almost. So there was a few handful of good, solid open mic fellas, but uh, most of them suck. Uh, so let me think. Like just way back when, like what shows were there? Twenty six. Honestly, like it's just all these like weird ass like decline gigs or what were like the no ones. There, you know, <laughs> yeah. So like I went for a lot of those like early on. That's before I got plugged into the scene. Uh. I saw one at like Sentosa where I saw like Gilded Edge, which is right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gilded Edge. Uh, whose drummer is playing for me now? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, Julian. Okay. So like Gilded Edge, kind of a cheese banner, but like you know, like when you're young, you're like yeah, rock and roll. So it's like whatever, right? You don't care about the cheese. But now I look back, like what this band named cringe, bro. You know, like uh. So Gil- I remember catching Gilded Edge then uh. It's like, but a lot of my favorite big memories kind of later on as I like really get plugged in. So uh, the Blue Jazz New Year's Eve show, that's my mm. favorite show of all time. Mm. Uh, so all of, like, a lot of Subsonic Eye shows, those are always great because they draw such an amazing crowd. Yeah. And they, they, over the years, they got tighter and tighter. Uh, so, and like, I guess like Middle Class Cigars is a label, like, it's just like it's quite amazing. It's very inspiring what they've done. Like, I kind of aspire to kind of build something like that as they have, like, you know, like they really built a scene. They made it like no one gave a fuck about Dream Pop before mm. Subsonic I I feel, or like at least like that kind that brand of Dream Pop, Bedroom Pop, until these yeah. guys come onto the scene. They make it cool. They make it as like the vibe is like if you're not there, you're missing out, you know, which mm. is like amazing. And then everyone will show up, you know, and then like you have like crazy mosh pits to like the chillers of music which is insane to me and like a lot of fun so uh subsonic eye gigs forest gigs are also like equally as crazy the crowds are a okay. bit fucked up like, <laughs> like <laughs> but like in the best way possible okay and then uh yeah just like running around catching like stop gap catching whoever the right. fuck is playing like you know like mm. like uh i mean that there's a lot of my like i guess like formative seniors just kind of like running about catching all these shows and like mm. opening my mind to the possibilities of like mm-hmm. you know be like Alewal arts kind of like festival okay. or like uh or babies babies was like oh babies oh fuck like such a good fucking time also mm. yeah So, so so when did it, uh, when did you actually uh, form your own band then to be you know to be in front on the stage rather than you know watching a band? I mean, I always wanted to be rock star la, you know like so <laughs> like so, I, so I was still <laughs> I was still coming out of my secondary school delusional phase where like hey fuck man I'm the best like fucking <laughs> musician ever which is a lie and then uh. Yeah, so I just formed into a French right out of like coming back here, kind of like meeting red people randomly. I just wanted to fast track the band. Right. But uh in the end, like yeah, it didn't work out, but I learned a lot of lessons. Uh so uh I learned like everyone has to be committed, that's very important. Everyone has to be fully committed. I learned the mm. uh, importance of really practicing and really being as good as you and like being the best. You know, you you cannot like think in your mind like I'm like like Think in your mind that like, oh I just want to make and it's okay whatever no you gotta think in your mind I want to make the best shit and I gotta like work right. towards yes. like, making the best shit I can make you know what I mean yeah so kind of that mindset point. yeah that kind of that kind of mindset something I learned from my friends okay. uh importance of 
marketing and branding also like you know and distribution and then kind of knowing your industry so all this kind of like back-end stuff that you would think like i mean like when you first start like oh i have just all about music but equal, equally as important is like knowing how your industry works knowing how you yeah. can get people into your sound and like oh, yeah. you know like like convert people to love the music you make as much as you do you know yeah yeah so all that is takeaways for me like from intimate friends rest in peace <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I, I, if i remember correctly i think i saw you guys at at some just like years ago a few years ago uh, the the 100 bands thing were uh, you guys part of that 100 oh yeah we played 100 bands but we played right, like in Bidou, Bidou, right so or something you like were, that you were one of the two people i suppose <laughs> yeah, hang, hanging around i was i got that I, I think yours was an afternoon set or something I cannot and, remember yeah man. and i kind of got there around that time and i was asking the organizers like, who's playing up there i'm like oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, we did hundred bands. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That one, yeah, that one just felt like practice because like no one was watching. You know, yeah, so I, was like, I, I know. That was the thing. It was, it was yeah. really weird. I think, I think that was one of the things about having these like full on, full day shows as well. You do get that kind of thing where the uh, some, some sets will be like packed because everybody's free to go. Whereas mm. some sets, if it's like particularly if it's in the afternoon and stuff like that. Sometimes you get if you're lucky, you know the crowd will be bigger than the band, you know. Yeah, so I mean, that's one of these things that like I kind of carry forward in my practice as like an organizer, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you realize like because because I've been to all these like shows where it's like no one's there because they book the they book the venue like from fucking two p.m. Right? Who's gonna show up at two p.m. to watch your band? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like exactly. like and then you have like twenty bands playing one day. I think that's ridiculous. You know, like. I always think like when you curate the lineup and uh, experience, it has to be focused. And you have to think like the movement, like what, what's going to set the mood, how many people are going to come and how you're going to get as many people to like retain throughout the night. You know, mm. I don't believe in like large scale lineups. We are not, inter- we're not an international festival level kind of like levels yep. of hype, you know? Yep. Yep. It's not like laneway where you can put like, <laughs> yeah, you can put like some like, uh, I don't know lah, just put some, like UK indie band at 2 p.m. people still come because there's hype yeah. there is kind of like yes. you know so it's a bit harder when you know when I guess when you're curating for underground bands you think you you keep that in mind and you think properly how you do it like like uh which is something people just over the years never think of I mean but who cares now because COVID right so like doesn't matter yeah, yeah. but you know back yeah. then yeah 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 yeah. I think it's interesting also because like, you know, you mentioned your, your band, The Intimate Friends, which are there are a couple of tracks which I heard that you guys put out, I think last last year or something like that. On, yeah, we put on it out like start of 2020. Yeah. No, right before Circuit Break, I remember. Oh, really? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and, and uh, were you, did you guys not think of like, you know, was it, I mean, because was it COVID? I mean, COVID killed off a lot of things. Was it COVID that killed no, off? No, honestly, Intimate Friends was dying already, you know? Like, it's kind of okay. like, a, I, I was, it's like everyone else dragging their feet and I was pulling them along, you know? Like, right, I have to, like, right, force yeah, them yeah. to come for practice. Also, it's like, it's not a healthy place to be in a band. Uh, and I guess, like, just putting out the music was the final nail on the coffin because it was such a, like, painful process to put out the music. You know, it should oh, be okay. hype. It should be like, damn, like, I'm so glad I my songs are out. But yeah. it took forever to record. Uh, it took forever to kind of like put it out there and like mm. no one was feeling it also. Like okay. was um again that that kind of like made me think I was like I cannot salvage something where people are just not don't I mean I cannot force people to be there. I cannot yeah, like kind of yeah. force something yeah. that isn't working, right? So I mean I was kind of bummed out, of course, like because like this is the band I've been working on for three, four years. There was a vision right. at the start, but over the years the vision just kind of like fresh down don't get me wrong i still am proud ish of the songs now right yeah, uh, yeah. I, and i learned a lot from these songs but like you know like if i had to do it again i wouldn't even do it you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay but, uh, yeah. but also, also apart from that i mean uh, i understand from using the internet that also um you do this thing called uh big duck how, how, how what was that all about how did that come about so big duck uh right now Big Dog right now is primarily we've, we've been a website for about a year where we kind of push for new, fresh, exciting music, at least the stuff we find exciting uh, okay. in Southeast Asia. 
and there's a there's a huge lack of uh like huge lack of kind of like constructive criticism and like uh mm. just kind of like opinions like you know i, I feel like maybe just because of the culture in southeast asia we don't say when something sucks you just say it's not for me you know which yeah. is like yeah which is okay i get that but i do think like our contemporaries in the west have pitchfork nme uh, mm. anthony Fantano, you know uh which i think are important outlets because like not because they shit on music not because they say music, like not because they never like you know not because they read music not because they say this mm. is bad but because they invite discussion and discourse about the music that's happening and then in turn that kind of like when people are talking about music then people listen to the music then people buy into the music then then kind of that's how the scene grows i feel so kind of the the lack of that kind of like i guess like inspired me and my team to kind of like over like in covid the past year okay to kind of um push for this site and uh the the reception's been great we do have regular readers um, on a good month goes up to maybe like 3,000 readers but like not anymore because uh, our output is a bit slow because of school and work so it's a bit hard to kind of keep up with that but you know like uh, I'm just glad to do my part in building the scene in that aspect and prior to COVID Big Duck was, uh, was a gig promoter organizer mm. so uh, we put together sh- like shows underground shows uh, with usually we have like acts which uh which will draw and like we love you know and like acts that we feel don't play enough and we also put them alongside like new upcoming acts which fit the vibe and we think like really deserve like the potential and like kind of like uh, an audience so that's kind of uh what big duck has done yeah mm. over the past okay, I mean, years on the website it says it all began with knee beats yes <laughs> for, for those who don't know what can you can you like run through what is knee beats and how did it begin? Nabits. <laughs> yes, it began in 2019. So my band, Intimate Friends, auditioned for uh, Bay Beats, budding bands, right? Alongside a few of our friends' bands. And we got rejected. So we were thinking, let's just do our own Bay Beats, you know? We just <laughs> got our <laughs> got the whole band of rejects together. Like, <laughs> got five rejected bands. We're like, all right. We are Nabits, you know, like uh, Chester, my buddy Chester coined the term. And uh, Chester, Chester is my, yeah, his side note, Chester is amazing. He's my like right hand man at uh, Big Duck. So I had no experience running shows prior to Nabits, but because he, he has done many shows, like both underground and also like uh, he's done, he, he works as like the stage manager and the sound guy for like um, all these festivals like F1 or, or Laneway. Like, cause he works for MNX freelance, so taking the experience forward really helped me out. Uh, and he's like, we are still working together, still making stuff happen. But anyway, so Nabits, uh, we just ape all the Nabits marketing and like, you know, like just copy the visuals. Then I put in Photoshop, change the B to an N, <laughs> uh, erase, scrub out the the Nabits lineup, put my own lineup. Uh, uh, whatever post like and then we'll we, we won't just whack yeah, yeah. beats we'll whack like bandwagon we'll whack fans just whatever everything that's coming out just gets a parody version with name beats so that was a lot of fun and then we did the show uh, a lot a lot of people came. I think we didn't expect a big turnout it's just for us you know it's like for us but when there was a big turnout then we were like we made a, a decent profit then we realized we could do more shows then we did uh, Shine Fest Shine, Shine Fest Parody got shiny fest, mm, yeah. uh, which we also like, which also did well. But like you know, like also there were some like missteps along the way in terms of like curation and vibe and everything. And the the crowd on day one was a lot less than day two because we did a two day fest. So I mean, uh, I learned a lot from that as well. Then we decided we wanted to like actually do proper shows, like you know, like um, not just parody and just have fun, but like make these experiences that that I guess were like dream experiences for me happen. Now that we have the power to do it ourselves, rather than waiting for, uh, waiting for some like corporate organization or the NAC to do it, like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
So, 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 what would you say was your favorite uh, Big Duck show? Yeah. My favorite Big Duck show is the one I'm cursed to not go, is the MHC show. Because that's really like, I think that is the magnum opus so far. I, I think we would have surpassed that if not for COVID, like in terms of like, because every show we learn something, right? So I kind of like knew how to do it be- even bigger and better. But like the mediocre haircut crew show um, had probably the most tight lineup and the most, the, the most hype. Like, you know, we had 300 and about 330, like I, if I recall correctly, 330 people being squeezed into Tone House, which is a tiny venue yeah. at Park Lane. <laughs> yeah, and then people in out, in out, you know, security guard comes up and like, oh, what the fuck, you know, like, uh, <laughs> and the, the, the energy was off the charts, like, you know, like, um, we got, uh, our lineup was like this new rapper group called Hype Men. Uh, okay. So they were still very green then. We wanted to get someone, uh, we wanted to get, who we want to get? We wanted to get, these other young rappers, but they were not available. So we got hype men, uh, who 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 did a really who kind of did a great job opening and getting the hype up for the show. And then we got delicious who like, is this j- joke rapper like not even like because he wants to be a joke. It's just because he's <laughs> such his his music is so like I would I don't say bad but like it's so like weird you know like okay people there. hear it they just like what the fuck was happening because um, mm. uh is. It's just like he has a very strong Chinese accent, and then like uh, his <laughs> lyrics kind of like all over the place, and and it's just it's just really like meme, you know, like like them meme. Yeah, meme so worthy. People, yeah, yeah, meme yeah. worthy. So like like, but <laughs> I like me and my guys have talked to him all. We see he has a lot of heart, right? And no one really give him the opportunity to perform because they just think like delicious wax, yeah, you know, like right. delicious yeah. sucks, you know. Um, I I ran into like. Some guy, I remember before the show, I ran into a few rappers on the train. I ran into uh, Anta Kid and Tangy Boy, who are these other rappers in the scene who are doing their own thing. I was talking to them, like, hey man, I'm doing a show with MHC. Uh, this is our lineup. All this, like, yeah, delicious. Why you put delicious, man? Delicious is a meme, bro. Then I'm like, no, dude, delicious. Delicious got hot. And like, true yeah. enough, like, yeah. the kid, yeah. right, he fucking practiced his ass off, you can tell. And then he come in with his like, weird ass songs and he killed it you know the crowd also wow. into it like uh, even though like yeah it's still fucking weird music you know but like <laughs> but like he come in and then he's like yo yeah. fuck your bitch fuck your bitch hey then everyone in the crowd like hey there's like big ass crowd like kind of like all oh, super into this fuck your bitch shit you know which is uh which is great lah you know um then we got fox who is the legendary fox lah you know like uh, i dare say one of the most forward thinking uh the most forward-thinking and inspiring musicians we have on our shores. Uh, he he did a crazy set, which was just like um, we we asked we asked him. I was like, "Hey, Chris, what you want uh, for your set?" You know. Then he was like, uh, "Okay, uh, I need two I need two drum kits, one percussion, and then you put me in the middle of the venue, not on the stage." Then I was just like, "What? Okay." So we did that. Uh, he he was the band leader. He put his right. uh, table in the middle of like in the right in the middle, smack middle of the crowd, so everyone's surrounding him. And right. then there's two drummers on stage and one percussionist. Right. And then he has his sampler. They just warping samples on the fly, kind of like leading the band. And then the, so you got your two drummers kind of like just playing along, yeah. kind of building it and having it down, getting the crowd to sing along to all these chants and everything. Wow. It's just like a re- religious experience. And like a lot of Fox's shows are like this with his like altruism concept. So every, mm-hmm. he, like he, he says like when he was doing his promotion, I guess like not promotion because he doesn't really like promote in the traditional sense. More like when he does his shows, when there's a release nearby, like his first, the album that kind of shot him up was this album called A Class, right? Where he samples mm-hmm. all this like Malaysian, old Malaysian music into a new hip hop context. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did this altruism part one, which is um, an album, which is like, it's just all built around samples. So samples yeah. and creatively using samples, which is very inspiring. So every show he did for those albums is a different lineup of like a big, like a big band of musicians. So he will be the band leader. Then maybe one gig he'll have only a choir and he sample. Right. Or one gig he'll have like a trumpet player, a bass player, uh, two drummers and a choir. Just like, so every show he's exploring a different aspect of what those songs can be. So that that is like always like religious and crazy, um, yeah So very inspiring, Fox. You know, which is like crazy to be smack middle in a hip hop show. All these rappers <laughs> and this guy come forward and just like like da 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 da, <laughs> and it's it's, it's amazing. Um, 
Then after that, we got Abang Sapao. So Abang Sapao, if you guys don't know, he's uh he's currently signed to major label. He's signed to Def Jam C, right? So that's under oh, Universal okay. Music. This is prior to his like big come up, right? Where he play NDP, play New Year's Eve, then get signed to major label. So he's still independent there. And I was so happy that uh so happy to get him then, like, you know, because I think that was him when he, like, you know, that was him at his most hungry, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's not hungry now, he still is, like, you know, pushing, right? But, like, this is him before any semblance of success, right? So, like, you get the most, like, powerful sapao, like, you know, I feel. And the guy is the most <laughs> humble musician, I would say, in Singapore, I know, like, he's the, like, most genuinely nice guy, even though he's a major label artist, he's still, like, fucking, like, fucking real, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like he, he, like, I think he really just cares about his craft and the people that appreciate his craft and just people in general. So I really, uh, he's an inspiration to me. Uh, Shaz, Shazwan, Abang Sapao. And then, of course, the, the closer was the headliner, which is MHC, uh, which is one of, like, one of the best Singaporean acts of all time. Mediocre Haircut Crew, it, it is one of, like, just, like, top five, like, you know, like, like they are undisputed the best hip-hop act. I, for me wow. in Singapore okay. and I, I would say their MHCEP kind of paved the way for all the modern rappers that are coming out now in Singapore like okay. if they didn't do it then like I think I'll see it would be in quite a different place I feel like they kind of like proved that you can do it and, and they did it so well so there's a there's a standard to strive towards you know or like try to surpass yeah yeah I understand that there's a kind of a weird story surrounding this MHC gig oh yes uh <laughs> I, I had to miss Sapao. <laughs> I had to miss Sapao and miss MHC, which is very painful because those are like arguably the most hype sets, right? Okay. Because uh, yeah. I was, I had to go back to Takong, bro. Because. <laughs> you were uh, still in NS at the time. Yeah, I was still in NS at the time. And the two shows prior, the Shiny Fest, I I took MC to run it. Uh, it's a Saturday, but my my major, fucking major ideal, right? he, he still <laughs> want me to come back and help out for POP or what fuck. So I took MC. Okay. Even though I begged him prior to let me like just run my fucking show and right? leave me alone, right? But like, yeah, said no. So I took MC, not expecting that he would drive from Tampines Hub where the, the recruits are graduating all the way to Park Lane, search the venue. Chester told me because he was doing doors when he was searching. He go up and down the mall. See what is why is this guy in the polo shirt and sport shoes like NS sport shoes? Like you know, we didn't he didn't think about it then. There's the major like searching guys. Like what the hell is going on? Then he comes up to the door. It's like uh, is this a concert? Then he's like, yes. Then he tried and walk in. Then he got blocked by Jamin, who is like, the other doorman. Like, uh, so this is a big yeah. show. Uh. Then like, how much? $15. <laughs> he fucking paid $15 to come inside. <laughs> so then he fucked me, like, you know. Then uh, I got... Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, so then... Uh, but the worst part was the kind of silence. Because for one month in camp, I moved into camp. He don't talk to me, don't look at me. So I don't know what's going to happen to me. Then only one month later, then I got the big chart. So 30 days SOL, which means you can't leave the home, right? Right. And the last yes. day of that... SOL is my is that show like MHC show. So I I I beg my mom, I asked her to call and say like she got birthday dinner or what, you know. I went to catch the first few. I caught right. I went to catch the first few acts. Then I Bopian, I have to take the last ferry back. So I had to miss Sapao and MHC uh, to travel back to Tacoma, which is very painful. My I, I would say I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but my biggest okay. regret, one of my biggest regrets is missing the fucking Sapao and MHC, you know. <laughs> Because then, like, uh, that, like, yeah, I put together shows like for the scene. I put together shows for people for to to elevate the scene. But at the same time, I put together shows for me. These are like my dream come true kind of scenarios, you know. Mm. So being not <laughs> having everyone else I know enjoy it except for me was very painful. <laughs> but you know, I guess I'm a martyr, like, You know, like <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so uh, you know, without you know, without giving away any trade secrets, right? So what would you say would you know constitute the elements of a uh, how how would you go about you know uh, getting you know as many people as you managed to get at all those gigs? What what is the so called what is the what are the elements that are needed to get that happening? There's no trade secret, lah, right? And like I rather more people know, so we have like less like okay. I rather we have less empty shows, you know, at least in the post COVID world. Hopefully, endemic, right? Um, mm -hmm. but there's no, the, 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 the way I approach it is kind of like what do I want to see as a music fan and like not in the indulgent not in the kind of like the self-important way but more as just like purely as like 
what will make the best kind of like experience and at the same time what sells you know what mm. it's kind of a combination of bringing in the acts you know people want to come anyways and then you push that you market that and also new and exciting acts that will blow people's minds because they haven't seen it so you kind of find a middle ground of that between that and then just make sure like you, you like instagram is powerful you know instagram is so important so you just use fucking instagram and don't don't be scared just communicate with people create content uh you know make memes uh poke fun at yourself uh, uh introduce the artist just like you know just hype it up every day there's something new to be excited about uh, and get artists to push as well then uh hope and pray that people come for your show like i mean you cannot like really guarantee it, but sure. but always make it as easy as possible for your audience to come to the show. So uh, ticket pricing for me is always max $15 and $15 at the door. If you get pre-sale, $12, right. you know, like max, this is my, uh, the highest price I would charge. Even though like, yeah, I can make a lot more money if I charge $30, but hmm. I don't care so much about like the like, money. Not say I don't care about money. It's important, so sustainable, but I don't, like, it's more important to me. I get a fuck ton of people at my show then I earn a lot of money for myself, you know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But I guess, I mean, if, if you do get a lot of people... You earn money also, yeah, yeah. So yes, it's kind of yeah. like the, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I mean, speaking of like, uh, where you are, so where, where Big Duck now, um, in terms of organizing shows, it's, it's, it's put on hold at the moment? or are you, are Pandemic, you for, right? So, yeah. just try to maintain the site, you know, which is just like, always looking out for for fresh, exciting music, or like even not fresh, uh, even not say not fresh, but even not like very good music, <laughs> but still like if you see the potential, <laughs> okay. then we talk about it and why like it sucks or like why we don't like it. Like, you know, I think it's, yeah. I think it's important for everyone with opinions. You cannot just like, it's okay. You cannot just like, oh, it's not for me. I do think like, it's good to have opposing viewpoints and, and uh, not take it personally. Like, it shouldn't be like, mm. I yeah. say, for example, I say, uh, Example, I say Crystal, your band sucks, yeah. Doesn't mean I say okay. I don't like Crystal, you know. I mean it's just like <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like your band and let's yeah. go get a drink after that. I, I think it's important mm. to kind of have that yep. clear distinction and kind of cultivate right. the culture in Singapore. Because yes. we don't have that. I've done like reviews, I've talked to people where like I just say like, this is not good. Then they're fucking angry, yeah, yeah. they send me long texts, yeah. They yes. say, oh, yes. what the oh, fuck? Why you say this about my elbow? Yes. so hard. Oh, I'm yeah. like, bruh, it's just my opinion. This, yeah, like, you yeah it's your it's your it's very subjective right i mean yeah, yeah and it's not like we anyhow shit on people like you know like when we my team anyone on my team and anyone that writes for me review something really listen to like the album or ep like like many many times and really like you know right like it's important for me to like always recognize the potential there and and the, the positives there first because uh you know like people can build can grow and build a lot yeah it's just like and you have to recognize that but also you have to be real about like why it's not it's not there yet you know yeah yeah I mean, I mean, it's interesting because like looking at your reviews and stuff like that, while you have quite a few new acts and all that, you guys also reviewed, I think, Electrical when they did their EP. Yeah, it's and because it's a new it's a new EP, you know, it just came out this year, right? So mm-hmm. um I, I don't think you should discriminate based on age or scene or whatever, <laughs> right? So like yeah. you make bangers, you make bangers. You make shit, you make shit, right? <laughs> Uh, whether you're relevant is up to how good your music is and how you sell it, lah, right? So that mm-hmm. one, like, I mean, looking at the West, right? Like, um, there's so many acts that come up in their later days, like, uh, like, so off the top of my head, I know Charles Bradley, the soul singer, you know, the, the, yep. like, he only came up in his 60s, right? <laughs> that's, that's when he got his big <laughs> come true. up. That's yeah, then, then he became like, uh, I, yeah. like, a, a big deal, you know? Only yeah. in the 60s, he only found that success in the 60s. And because he's making them good work in the 60s, like, yeah. or like mm. you know, hip-hop usually is a young man's game, but you have acts like Run The Jewels that make it in their 40s. They're uncles, yeah. They're dads, mm. and then they're like, yo, yo, you know? Okay. So, like, okay. I, I, I do think, like, there's, <laughs> like, there's no age. I mean, I, I, age shouldn't matter, like. Another one is like mm. Odd, Odd Fellas, right? The Odd Fellas album just dropped yep. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, and that's yeah. a damn good record, and I hope people all listen to it, like you know. Um, Kelvin Tan, Kelvin Tan is 
is <laughs> is is a uh, inspiration to me. Is another inspiration to me just because he's old as fuck, right? Uh, I mean, not sorry. You guys, I mean, you guys, <laughs> I mean, compared to listen me, here, sorry, kid. sorry, <laughs> listen here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like he's old, but like he doesn't carry him. Like men- mentally, he doesn't carry himself. Like like he's not trapped in an era. A bygone era. Yeah. I, I'm uh, very yeah, inspired yeah, yeah. by how forward thinking he is. Like he's always listening yeah. to new stuff, and then he was like, "Hey, bro, I've listened to this. I was like, what the fuck? I haven't listened to this. How you find this? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Usually, I'm yeah. the one like, like, hey, check this out, check this out. I'm always yeah. listening to new stuff, but like, I don't know yeah. lah. Like, like to me, it's amazing that this guy listened to Black Media and Kanye West, and like, it's inspired, and then his work is inspired by that. Like, what the fuck to you? Like, yeah. like you know, like when I'm when I'm you guys age. I hope that I retain that kind of open-mindedness and that that kind of level of like uh, being inspired. Like, you know, I just making for myself, like uh, so Kelvin Tan brought fellas, like I respect mm. that kind of attitude, mm. like, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so, it, it, so so as far as uh cactus cactus, what is the future hold? Oh uh just a lot of bangers. <laughs> like it's gonna be <laughs> Like it's like I'm very happy with this band. I'm very happy with the stuff we're making. Uh, I'm always inspired around these guys, which is the most important part for me. Uh, I'm not looking to like be rock star or what anymore. You know, like I just want to make sustainably. I want to keep making and I want to play. I want to play banger shows. That's uh, that's kind of like where I'm at now. Like, uh, yeah lah. So. Like in terms of releases, like I'm not gonna like try and like or like I don't have a current vision for like LP, so I'm not gonna like oh I want make my album or it's just kind of I just want to keep making, right. making, keep making, and and make making sustainably. So like I, in the future a lot of EPs I guess we just gonna drop EP and immediately work on something else immediately work on something else. I don't wanna linger on, I don't wanna linger on old material too long, you know, which is something uh, I learned from intimate friends also. It's like. Mm, you sit on your material too long, you, you kind of like wait too long to record or, mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. you kind of prioritize playing live shows, then like kind of you go nowhere because you get stale mm. very fast, right? So I do yeah. believe keep writing, which means you faster record the stuff that kind of came before, make it as good as well as you can, quickly move on. That's kind of the, the new approach I'm taking with Cactus, which is working well so far mm. and I'm very excited. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. You you mentioned that you were gonna do EPs and stuff. Is there any? Are you guys planning to record, or have you guys recorded stuff already? Uh we have some demos, but uh, which okay. we did at, at our boys lah. We did two demos at our boys. Then we changed guitarists. Uh, okay. So then now after playing our first show, we kind of more or less got the first EP down. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of writing, so recording starts tomorrow lah. Tomorrow we're tracking drums. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna audition for baby then go record. <laughs> it should be fun, lah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I like how a boy is like a it's like a constant like, you know. I've recorded our boys in the nineties, so <laughs> so you are recording a boys like thirty years later. So it's like yeah, it's, yeah. I, I love I love how that's a constant. <laughs> that yeah, he's like the beacon, right? He's like the the. <laughs> he's still. Like the, I mean, he's still still affordable, team. still affordable, and still like accessible. Like, like you know, our boy. Yeah. A boy like he don't talk to you so much, so he don't really judge you. He just like sign like mm, mm, you know like then you okay lah okay lah record me lah you know so like <laughs> it's like I feel yeah. like quite low pressure lah you know uh unless <laughs> okay. unless you get him on one of the bad days then he will be attitude but there's like okay lah you know like he earn yeah he earned the right to like be a bit attitude you know after oh, thirty yeah, years yeah. of oh, like yeah. no, no scene, doubt so. no doubt no doubt yes. yeah no yeah doubt, yes he's a legend a boy yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I guess um before before we 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 go off, um, could you tell us where people can find you if they want to look for your stuff, look for your music? Uh, music wise is Instagram, like we have a uh Insta- like Instagram called Cactus Cactus Band. But the name is subject okay. to change, so I mean that's where we're at now. But the name of the Insta- your channel or yeah, the, the, name the, of the band Instagram. It's cactus, okay, cactus the band. Yeah. Okay, but like okay. then the band is called Cactus Cactus. Okay. Uh if you want to follow my work with Big Duck and kind of follow where the scene is at, is a uh, Big Duck Music. Or if, uh I don't Big Duck Private Limited actually for Instagram. <laughs> okay. And then it's bigduckmusic.com for um the website itself. Okay. And if you want to reach me personally, it's Isaac Chu218 on Instagram. Uh that's where I live digitally. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I like I I'd say like 
I, I'm quite happy in terms of like where Singapore scene is. I, I don't I think we're in a pretty good place. Like mm. um not just saying because like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, like like pretend like everything is good. But like really in terms of just like because <laughs> most important for a scene, right? It's not like even like the most important thing is not all these other like uh, success or other. It's the is the okay, actual yeah. music, right? That's coming yeah, up. Yeah. And I would yeah. say musically, a lot of new exciting things are coming up. Like or like that I've heard that at least like just because it's a lot more accessible to make music. And I guess people's tastes are a bit more sophisticated, a bit more niche and refined because of the internet. You get to discover and really dive deep mm. into what you like. So uh yeah, COVID sucks because not as much band music. There's not a lot of like band stuff coming up like in the past two years. Yeah. Um, that that's is true. like wow, you know, that's like really good. But in terms of like electronic stuff, there's a lot of really cool like electronic stuff or experimental stuff or and hip hop as well. Like like the the rap scene kind of like is is going crazy like it's like pulling out mm. shit after shit after shit, which is very inspiring. Uh, and I'm looking forward to a post COVID world with all these new sounds that are really coming up like right now during COVID like, You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's actually interesting that you say that that um. But over the last few years, actually, a lot of the solo musicians or even duos and stuff, or even rappers across the across the genres, you know, there's a lot more of that than 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 bands per se. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just the trend as well, right? Like rap music is the okay. new rock music. Like whether whether you like it or not, it's just yeah, um, that it's kind of taken that place in culture. So definitely, a lot of people rather pick up the mic than the guitar, just cause yeah. like mm. the, the the numbers, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it reflects a, a global trend. Yeah, what's yeah. Happening worldwide. And also, I mean, it's also a function of technology mm. uh, because, you know, it's kind of easier to do things on a computer in your bedroom. Your, right? your yeah. barrier to entry is a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's yeah, another I mean, one of the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you say, like, I mean, you know, putting a band together is always tough, right? Because you have to have a lot of like-minded people together and things like that. So yeah. Saturday is easier to just do it yourself, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's even like band projects which are literally just like one, like you know, like it's just one guy la, and they record yeah. everything. Like the bird track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, uh, but I would say yeah, like, we're in a good place in Singapore, Singapore music. At least like um there there is, I mean, there's always like room for improvement, I feel. Like, mm. but that one can't do much because it's just kind of like you guys gotta give it time man and then um COVID also it doesn't help like you know that one is you know, we have to kind of write this out as well yeah. yeah 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 no that's true that's true but it's good I mean I, I mean it's always good to hear young musicians or young people who are interested in music always oh, yeah. take that next step oh yeah and, and getting it done very encouraging, very encouraging. yeah and uh, another like something that's very encouraging to me is the I don't know if you guys saw recently the Subsonic I KEXP set. Mm. Yeah, so like Subsonic I being up there on KEXP's mm. like level, it's amazing yes, to me, yes. la, right? So like, it's not even just the first Singaporean band, the first Southeast Asian band, and it's our mm. own Subsonic I. So I think that's amazing. Re- yeah. Recognition, recognition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I true, mean, that's true. I hope we come to a day where it's like, we don't even need like the label Singapore music, you know, it's just music. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the most yeah. important lah. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we still like to define it all because like, it's not there yet, I feel, you know, like, or like, mm. in terms of like popularity and reach, but like, you don't call American music, American music, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, correct, correct, exactly. Yeah, but I think to a certain extent, uh, why we kind of need to do that is really because there's so much prejudice against it. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. Yeah. So to a certain extent, it's 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 a to a certain extent rebellious act in the sense that hey, this is Singapore music, you gotta like it. You, you know, you gotta take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of thing. But you but can't that, ignore it. Yeah. I guess that's why, like I said earlier, like important, like kind of being real about it and like mm. not just like oh, it's Singapore. But here's the here's the counterpoint. Here's like the issue that is like. Okay. Oh, this Singapore music that means you must support. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good because oh, yeah. it's Singapore music. That's that's terrible yeah. angle. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, think, I mean I think, that, that's the problem. Like you have both opposites. You see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both opposites. Yeah, both opposites yeah. are wrong to me. Both opposites are wrong, right? But you you've got to find some kind of middle ground between that. Yeah. 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 I mean, some people like it. Some people won't like it. And you know, there's no such thing as good or bad. In my view, it's whether you just like or whether you don't like. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, I mean, there used to be a thing, I mean, just just a few years ago, there used to be a thing where it's like, oh, because it's Singapore, you must support it. Yeah. Um, it's an attitude that it's very interesting, but also a bit, a bit strange because yeah. if you go to other countries around the region, mm. they don't have that kind of thing. Mm. Or it's, it's very little, uh, it's, not as, it's not as seemingly not as, as in your face as over here. And if it's music that they like, they, they really go, they really go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if it's Same sucks, in Malaysia, it's just like... Yeah, whatever. but yeah, yeah. here's the thing. If, it, if they don't like it, they just won't. Yeah. They, they are more than happy to say, no, I, the guy can be from my town, but, you know, I just don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, think, I think that brings to your point of people taking things a bit too... too like, if I say, I, you know, I don't, really, I don't really like your music very much. And then... That doesn't equate to I don't like you. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Like you said, like, we can still go out. You can yeah. still go out and have drinks. You yeah. know, but yeah. I don't ask me to go to your concert. Like, I just won't go for your concert. You know what I mean? Yeah, important <laughs> distinction to have. That, yeah, I think, know, and, and I think that a lot of the a lot of the other communities have actually just done that. Maybe maybe we haven't reached that point yet where we can separate them the, the person yeah. from the work mm. or the person from the art or whatever. Yeah. It is, you know? yeah, mm. true, true, true. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much of your time uh, and I want to say thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing a lot of your experiences and, and, and your views because I think a lot of people need to hear whatever you said. You know. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Thank you very much. Have, okay, a, have, a, have a great you rest a, of the day. Have a good weekend, you guys. You yeah, too. you too. You too. Yeah, take, take care, care man. Bye-bye. Yeah. Catch, up, catch up again, man. Can, can. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye. see you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. So yeah, so this guy, like I said, he's a, yeah, he's, he's actually a, got a very good. He's a good. He's a really good kid. Yeah, he's he's yeah. He's, a, he's a little gem, lah. This boy. And he knows his. And he knows. Knows his stuff. And yeah. He's very smart kid. Very smart. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, a, very smart kid. Good... Very passionate. You know everything, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can like, tell that he really yeah. likes. Yeah. Really so wants to ver- do a very important person for the scene, lah. To be honest. I agree. I, I yeah? totally agree, man. That's why I really wanted to have him. Uh, to talk to him because you know he's a real bright spot this boy yeah if there are more people like him yeah exactly uh, right I'm pretty sure that they can take this right. whole thing really really you know. entrepreneurial uh, spirit yeah really yeah spirit. yeah yeah, really yeah. DIY, that's true uh, that's yeah. true and he knows I mean he, he I don't think he's under any you know yeah, illusion yeah, yeah. very very like pragmatic that. yeah everything yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so hopefully yeah hopefully we, you know there's something we can something good that we can get out of this episode and that's it well if you like listening to that episode uh, with Isaac please uh, leave a like and then subscribe to our podcast Lion City Rock wherever you get podcasts give us a review get on our Reddit um, where you can join the conversation we'll be putting up some show notes and all that where you can get into all the other cool bits of Singapore share, 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 share. Yes, and share, share. Please tell a friend and get them to subscribe and sign in as well. Um, and become Lion City rockers like the rest yep. of us. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. I guess, I guess that's it, right, Kevin? Yep, that's it, Chris. Okay, well, until next time, see ya. Ciao.